0: Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. Alrighty, what is going on everybody? Welcome to episode number 78 of Ghost in the Night, Hauntings and Paranormal Podcast. I am Phil Sams. Thank you for checking out this episode tonight. Now we're doing it a little different. I generally just record and then post on my RSS feed on iTunes or... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, all the major podcast formats or platforms. But tonight, I want to actually record on Facebook my recording of Episode 78, which will air probably Thursday, Thursday Thursday-ish, Wednesday possibly, most likely on Thursday. But I want to give people an opportunity to interact with me on Facebook, while I'm actually recording, which I think would add to the podcast in some way, shape, or form. So, if you're listening to the podcast via whichever platform you use, you know, just know that I'm probably going to try to do this more often than not. Probably not every week, but I am going to actually start doing this on Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock. When I do do it, um, interviews might be a little something different because of timing restraints and scheduling the people for the interviews, that will probably just be a recording, and I'll just put that on the podcast feed. But this is going to be somewhat regular, I hope, if everything goes well and we get a good response and we get uh, some good interaction. Um, If you are going to join us from now on, feel free to comment while I'm recording. I will try to get to some of it, but... I just want to try to interact and spice it up a little bit and just make it something more than just me rambling on for 45 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes or whatever, however long the podcast episodes tend to go. It ranges under an hour for sure. But this episode is going to be about, has the paranormal went too mainstream? Um, this, I started thinking about this, I've been thinking about this for a while now and, uh, It came to, I get a lot of alerts with posts and, you know, any kind of, anything with the paranormal. I get a lot of posts. I get a lot of reaction from my posts on Twitter, um, on Facebook, and on YouTube, and I just wonder has the paranormal went to mainstream? It's a very complex question, and there's no easy answer to it. There's good and bad in both. There's going to be pros and cons, and that is kind of what I'm going to talk about in this episode, the pros and some of the cons, and hopefully come to some sort of understanding and figure it out a little bit. But like I said, I get a I've seen a lot of weird posts here lately. And it especially in this for example. Um recently the other day I saw I got an alert and it was a somebody had written an article i forget which i should have checked it out but it just came to me but it had to do with coronavirus and it had to do with bigfoot and just to kind of give a gist of what the article was about essentially was basically a bigfoot hunter was saying they should wear masks to protect bigfoot this is crazy i'm not going to worry about infecting a creature that may or may not exist i don't know i've never seen bigfoot and i've covered bigfoot in the past in past episodes so i don't know but i'm not going to worry about that and this is an example of okay maybe the paranormal has went a little too far left or not left i hate to even use that term in today's society now has gotten a little crazy when it comes to the paranormal and it's Possibly because it is went too mainstream, it has taken off, and Paranormal is on the tip of people's tongues more today than it ever has been and if you're older like me, you remember a time when you just didn't talk about this kind of stuff. I've talked numerous times about my previous activity when I was younger, and this in my childhood and my younger years, you just didn't tell anybody about it because you knew that you might get a weird look. You might get laughed at. You might get, you know, made fun of, for sure. But now, it's different. With all the paranormal reality shows, and I'll kind of get into that a little bit, with, you know, all the Facebook groups, all the uh, paranormal stuff on Twitter, all the YouTube channel channels, that cover the paranormal. It is in the mainstream, and there are more eyes on it now than there ever have been. So, that comes at a cost, though it really does. Um. So let's kind of get into the pros of the uh, the the of. Uh, th- let's get into the pros of this, and you know you will see me look down a little bit because I did make a few little notes. Um. The more people that are interested in the paranormal, the more chances you have of making some strides in finding out what exactly is going on. I'm, I'm a believer in the paranormal. There, there's no doubt about that. But I keep a skeptical mind. Now, there's a difference between being skeptical and cynical. I want to... I'm skeptical when it comes to evidence, when it comes to... You know, if I'm out on an investigation or something happens in my own home, I'm more skeptical. It has to be proven to me. Oh, geez. This ought to be interesting. See if she uh, comments. My better half has joined the, is watching live. I'm sure she'll have a, this is about the only way I can get her to watch the podcast or listen to the podcast anyway. So I'm sure she'll have a snide remark and make fun of me at some point throughout this. But anyway, I've, see, I've lost my train of thought. Maybe this wasn't such a good idea. Um, Where was I? Who knows? Anyway, it is, the more eyes you have on it, the more opportunity you have to come in to some answers. Not everything is paranormal. Not every knock that you hear, not every whisper that you hear is a ghost or a spirit trying to interact with you. It doesn't work that way. So when I investigate or when I'm experiencing something that could be classified as paranormal, I have to actually I look at it skeptically. I look at it as it's not necessarily a spirit or a ghost or whatever. It is you have I have to prove that it's paranormal rather than prove that it's not paranormal. I don't want I think there my first Whenever I experience anything, my first thought is, "There's let's find the rational explanation for this, the rational reason that this happened." And that is when I I do that when I go on investigations. Every encounter or everything that I have, or I have experienced, or am going to experience in the future. Of course, we haven't been out here lately because of the quarantine. Hopefully, in the next month or so, we'll be able to get out and do a little bit more. The more, every time I experience something. I'm more likely to think my first thought, I should say, my first thought is going to be, what caused that? What is the rational explanation for that? I'm not immediately going to jump into, it's a ghost. So, the more people that are interested in the paranormal, the more people you're going to have actually investigating, actually, hopefully, doing some debunking, Yes, I made the bed before uh, I started the podcast. Thank you so much for your brilliant insight. (laughs) Anyway, you know, I want when I do some investigation, I do actually think about hey, what caused that? I don't immediately jump to the paranormal. I want to find a rational explanation for it. Was it my mind is playing tricks on me? My mind or my having some confirmation bias where I'm expecting. Something to happen and it something does happen. Was that just my imagination? Did other people have it? I don't immediately go to hey, it's a ghost or it's a spirit or it's a demon. And so you have to look at it skeptically. And I think that's the best way to do it. If you the more you buy into the paranormal, if you're a true believer, you those don't always make the best investigators. So naturally, a pro would be. The more paranormal people that are interested in the paranormal, the more likely you're going to have people find answers. The more eyes on anything, the better off you are. And one reason that it has become so popular is because of all the paranormal reality shows. They are abundance. I mean, that's basically, if I'm not, last I checked, that's pretty much all the Travel Channel shows or Their entire platform is just the paranormal. Everything is the paranormal, and they have a wide variety. They have, you know, naturally, ghost adventures. Which, if you've followed me for any amount of time, you know my uh, thoughts, you know my feelings on that particular show. Then you have the Dead Files, which is complete horse horse crap. I mean, it's it's a it's not even funny how that show portrays the paranormal. Kindred Spirits, naturally Ghost Hunters came back, Ghost Nation you know there, there's no there's no actual there's a, there's not a there's a demand for it and people are watching it so if you want to watch The Paranormal you can find it and naturally with all those shows we have more people watching, more people showing interest and more debate and that's a good thing That is definitely a good thing, but it's also sort of, it can be a double-edged sword because not, just because more eyes are on it doesn't mean it's always better. doesn't mean it's always going to help. It doesn't mean that you're going to get the best, you know, analysis of evidence because it has definitely brought people out of the woodwork that have really, don't look at the paranormal in a i don't want to say scientific way but in a they don't look at it rationally they don't immediately say hey there there might be a rational explanation for this but you have to look at it that way so i'm going to put that as a pro and possibly a con because more isn't always better you want quantity over quality sometimes and or no, I'm sorry, I screwed that up. You want quality over quantity. But it's the more people that are watching it, the more people that are interested, the better chances you have of finding somebody that is really interested in the paranormal, that is really excited and can be rational about it and not immediately jump to, hey, it's a, it's paranormal. So that's a good thing, I think. Um, Naturally, another pro of this mainstream paranormal phenomenon that we have, is, you know, the more it is in the media, the more it is in the headlines, the more likely you are to have people be open about it, and that will give you more places to investigate. Um, You're not going to run out of places to investigate because every place seems to be haunted these days. There's numerous jails, there's numerous theaters there's numerous hospitals that have went on you know have been on the shows and there's a, just as many that have not been on the shows so you're not going to run out of actual places to investigate and plus now you get more of the uh, residential hauntings where you get people reaching out to you you get people actually you know talking to you and say hey I might have an issue it's happened for me And it's happened to numerous paranormal teams and numerous YouTubers and whatever. They reach out to you now. You don't have to go looking for the paranormal. That is something that it's much easier to investigate when you have places to investigate. And this really has helped with finding places to investigate. So that's, I mean, you can't deny that's a good thing when it comes to Somebody who is interested in the paranormal, there's no shortage of places, and that only has come about because of the popularity of um the paranormal. Since really the show's started back in what 2004, I think, when 2003, 2004, when Ghost Hunters made their debut debut on the, oh, what was it, the Science Channel back then, and then shortly after, Ghost Adventures showed up. But it gives you places to investigate, which is really a good thing. And you can't look at that and not think it's a good thing. But there is a con to it. If I'm going to dive deep into it, you get a lot of false false positives when it comes to the paranormal. You get places that have actually possibly been blown up out of proportion. And their activity has been exaggerated over time and everything i've been to places that are have been extremely ha- reports have reported to be extremely haunted and really didn't get anything there now it could have just been an off night you know i guess the spirit world takes a vacation every now and once again every once in a while i guess or maybe they just just didn't want to interact with me that's very possible but you know it's a crapshoot you never know what you're going to get you you never know how things are going to play out when you go on an investigation but it is a positive and it is a negative not every place that has reported activity is going to be truly haunted there are a lot of rational explanations for these so you can waste a lot of time investigating places that probably aren't don't have activity or there is more of a rational explanation for it and uh, you know so it does waste it can waste a little time but you don't know until you try and it doesn't hurt to actually investigate something I much rather investigate something that's not you know haunted or doesn't have activity than say eh, I, I don't know I, I'm I'm going to pass on this one just because I'm not sure you never know when you're going to get that next great piece of potential evidence or that great personal encounter or, you know, catch a great EVP, you never know what's going to happen. Um, now, if you are in the paranormal world, another pro to the popularity of, you know, the reality shows and just the paranormal in general, it does create a sense of community. You do find your tribe. Essentially, you find like-minded people. You find people who have the same drive, the same interest, which is a good thing. We all, well, most people, you know, thrive in community-type settings. They want to be associated with people that share their viewpoints, which is always a good thing. So the paranormal community has given people that sense of, you know, belonging, that sense of, you know, finding those new friends and finding people with common interest, and they, you know, it's it's a good time when you are spending time in a place that has possible activity and you're with people you enjoy talking to, bouncing ideas off of, investigating with. That is definitely a positive. And we might, we can learn from each other. I don't have all the answers, so it's great to investigate with people that you can bounce ideas off of. You can get their vantage point or their viewpoint and because they might have a different take on something that you don't have, which is good. And I enjoy that because I don't have all the answers, like I said. And some I might miss something. And when it comes to debunking something, if you experience a knock or a light flicker or whatever, which, you know, we've all experienced those type things. If you're investigating with somebody that hopefully might have some knowledge of electric, how electricity works or you know how wood reacts in humidity and moisture or wind and how houses settle or some kind of construction type you know activity or evidence I should say you need to know that, and you don't have all the answers just because you don't understand what has happened or what caused something to happen doesn't mean it's paranormal you don't have i don't have all the answers i'm not an expert in multiple fields so i might experience something and then all of a sudden i'll say okay i can't rationally find out what made that noise or what caused that to happen i'm going to move it to the paranormal category just because i don't understand it i don't have a rational irrational a explanation for it but if i'm with somebody who has a little bit more expertise in some field that might relate to that activity they can there's no shame in being wrong they can say no you know it's it's a little moist the woods settling a little bit so it's possible that you know that's just the location settling that's just it reacting to um some outside stimulus that probably isn't paranormal or you might not know where everybody On the team or everybody who's investigating with you is at the time and they might have a uh, better chance of you know they might know where they are and you don't if you don't know where everybody is, if you can't account for everybody and you hear something it can be classified as paranormal because you don't you didn't know somebody was upstairs or downstairs maybe doing a little investigation you didn't have their exactly where you didn't know exactly where they were at But somebody else might know. No, that's Joe down. He's downstairs, you know, making some noise. Which is, you know, that helps. And that plays a big part of when it comes to investigating. You have to understand exactly where everybody is. But you can't be on top of everything. And when you are teamed up with people that you trust, you understand. And you have a better chance of not, you know, experiencing something that isn't paranormal. So you have to actually, you know, and so the teams are a great thing. Now there is something to doing solo investigation, which I enjoy because you are in tune with your environment and you understand or you get a better sense of what's going on in the room when there's no other stimulus. Um, there That's a valuable part too, but you have to mix the two together. And that is really what the paranormal is all about. So those those are all good things when it comes to knowing when it comes to knowing exactly what's going on and knowing why the paranormal has become so popular and it has helped in many many aspects of investigating. Now let's kind of focus a little bit on the cons of the sudden burst or not sudden burst but the last 15 years of popularity of actually, you know, people reaching out and people watching the paranormal and showing interest in the paranormal. That, and the first one I really want to talk about is there's a lot of theories out there. Now, naturally, the more people who are interested in the in the paranormal, the better chance you have of, like I said earlier, getting, you know, getting po- some possible answers, getting some possible, you know, answering some questions. But you also can get a lot of crap. The more people, the more people are going to have opinions, and the more people are going to actually um, express their opinion. And everybody has the right to their own opinion, but not every opinion is worth listening to. And not everybody is right. And you can get some wacky, wacky, and I mean double wacky, theories on what is going on what is the cause of the paranormal um cuz let's be honest there is no fixed answer to this we don't know what it is if it is, even is paranormal there could be a rational rational explanation to everything and i'm okay with that i'm truly okay if i found out tomorrow that every experience i've ever had in my life or everything that is thought to be paranormal activity somebody Answered the question, solved the riddle, and told me that this is what causes this, this is what causes that, you know, to a perfect explanation, answers, you know, fills in all the gaps, I'd be okay with it. I would truly be okay with that answer if it answered all the questions. So we don't know exactly what is going on, exactly what causes this stuff. And so anybody, if anybody tells you they have all the answers, they don't. They're not even close to having any answers. They have a theory. They have a hypothesis. And they might be correct at a certain point. Or some of what they're saying might have some truth to it and some validity. But it's not guaranteed. Nobody has all the answers. Well, nobody knows what is truly the cause of all this. There's definitely something going on. But the main con of this, the sudden, or not sudden, but the explosion of the popularity of the paranormal is that, you know, you get some wacky theories, and it just, this going through all the crap can be time-consuming, it can be cumbersome, and often if you spend time trying to debunk somebody's radical theory that just makes no sense whatsoever at all, whatsoever then that's time wasted on actually proving or not proving but coming to a better conclusion on something else so you know that is something you have to understand when you start getting into the paranormal you're gonna come across some really really wacky stuff and that just makes no sense um hmm, let's see what else I got going on here and Let's go dive into a little bit more of the, you know, paranormal evidence. And it kind of ties in with the theories. You know, paranormal evidence, when you're dealing with that, it can get murky from time to time. Um, You have to worry about confirmation bias. You have to worry about contamination from other people or the outside environment. You have to worry about infrasound or high EMFs. There's a million things you have to take into account when you are, going over evidence or just investigating. You have to understand how those things work and how your mind works in certain situations. If you're, you know, sitting in a dark room and you tend to get squeamish or scared easily, that is going to have effect on what you experience. And when that happens, something can get mixed. So just because the... uh paranormal soap is popular doesn't mean everybody that's interested in it should actually be investigating because if you just because you have an interest in it doesn't mean you'd make a great investigator Uh, I've seen a lot of people kind of you know want to be involved in an investigation and they're not really come at it as an investigator they come in come into it as a thrill seeker or like in Halloween somebody who enjoys going to you know, the haunted houses during the Halloween season. They just want to be scared. And that's not really that beneficial when it comes to investigating. You need to be calm. You need to be a little bit, you know, understand what's going on and know how you react and how things, how your body reacts to certain stimulus, and if you're sitting in the dark by yourself and, you know, a breeze comes by across the back of your neck, are you going to freak out? If you do hear a noise, if you do feel a tug on your shirt, or you do feel um, something tickle your neck or something, if you freak out at that moment, that's a problem. Because if you feel something touch you or something, you need to immediately try to figure out what it is. It could just be a moth. It could be a spider, you know, coming down from the ceilings or something. And if you just immediately jump and go crazy and get you know, scream, whatever. We've all seen people do it. That's, you were going to miss something. And that is something you can't do if you want to find get to the bottom of it and have a better chance of hopefully explaining some of this stuff. So, you know, not everybody that is interested in the paranormal actually should be or will, they shouldn't be, you know, go on a legitimate investigation that's trying to find answers. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a public event and getting people together and actually do a little bit of a a paranormal investigation. I'm going to use that term very loosely because that's not really investigating. That's more like just an experience, you know, of being in a place that has possible activity. That's okay, too. But if you want to actually find, hopefully try to, find some evidence, have an encounter. The You need to, you know, not everybody is cut out for that. Not everybody should be doing it. So that is definitely a con is the popularity has pushed a lot of people or drawn a lot of people into the paranormal that probably shouldn't be actual investigators. They don't have the mindset for it. They don't know exactly what they're doing. But that doesn't mean they can't learn. Everybody starts out somewhere, everybody starts at the same spot, but they have to be willing to learn, and not everybody is willing to do that. Um, I covered the sensational headlines a little bit. Um, That's always a problem. I mean, it's amusing. You know, I get a kick out of it. Sometimes I even share some of it on Twitter, but in today's society, they might read, somebody might read a sensational headline like the coronavirus and the mask, and the Bigfoot thing I talked about earlier, and that is... Somebody who is riding the fence, somebody that is somewhat skeptical, that is going to be a problem, because they're going to read that and say, what the hell is this? This Are you crazy? And they're going to lump me in with somebody who actually believes that, or, you know... Or it might be, I. but I don't... Like I said, I don't give a rat's ass if, you know, Bigfoot, a mythical creature that may or may not exist can catch Corona. That's not my problem. Um, and I'm not going to waste my mental energy on, you know, worrying about it. But, you know, somebody wanted to post this article, get clicks, probably make a little money off of it. And it worked because I clicked on it and read it and, you know, chuckled for a minute. Then I started thinking about it. Um, but that is the problem. You get a. You have to decipher all that stuff. You have to go through all that stuff, and you have to wade through that, just to, you know, hopefully get to some a good article or a good Twitter post or a good YouTube video, because you know YouTube is infamous for paranormal videos, but ninety percent of it is crap or is or is faked. That's you know, you can watch something and. You know, you it's obvious that it's fake. It's just that somebody put that up to get clicks, to get views, and that can be a problem. That can be that just makes finding legitimate stuff that much more harder when or that much more difficult when you actually have to go through all the BS to get to the good stuff. Um another thing who what I've experienced is when you deal with the paranormal, I mean, there is a, mil, a million, not a million—but there's quite a few paranormal podcasts like this one on um, YouTube channels. Like I said, so naturally, when you have those type things, you have to deal with the religious fanatics. I've had to deal with them. I get, you know, emails from them, or I don't really get a lot of responses on Twitter or anything from, you know, religious fanatics. Um, especially when I've done, you know, I did that episode on Satanism and I've done a, what, a three part series on, or a three part, epi- three episodes on demons. You know, I got, didn't get butchered, but you know, I got a lot of responses of how I'm evil because I covered that stuff. Um, just because I talk about, it, especially the, the, the Satan episode, I, if I'm being honest, I recorded that episode about a month and a half before I released it because, you know, I was like, do I really want to get the uh, uh, negative feedback? I know what's going to happen. I know the blowback that's going to come from it because I, you know, they were my words. I recorded it. I edited it. So I know exactly what I said and I, you know, listened to it. I was like, there's going to be somebody that takes this the wrong way or, you know, Basically, looks at what I'm saying as because whenever you go, you throw something at somebody who is a true religious, true believer. You know, you know, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Those type of people that I'm talking about, it and they have the mentality: if you're not with me, you're against me. If you don't believe exactly what I believe, then you are evil. You are possessed. You are dealing. You are in cahoots with the devil. You know, and that's asinine, that's just that's ignorance when somebody says that or thinks that way, just because I don't agree with you and what you say, and I don't buy everything that you believe does not mean I'm in you know I'm in a you know a satanic cult. no, I'd like to keep my options open. I like to be hear both sides of the story. I'm not going to take what I hear or heard in Sunday school and just say that's 100% real and I'm you know I want to get the other side of the conversation I want to hear what they have to say as well and I've said this a million times in life and I probably even said it in this podcast you know you have in that scenario you have one extreme on the left and then you have the uh, satanic cults on the right if I'm being honest the answer is somewhere always in the middle neither one of them is 100% accurate You know, there's probably aspects of both that are very similar and they do, you know, work together. But just because I looked into this, I researched, you know, Satanism and Lucifer and everything that goes along with it, doesn't mean I worship him. But guess what? I got a few of those emails of, you know, how I was doing the devil's work by just, you know doing that episode and I didn't address this when it happened because you know I didn't want to give that person any credence and or validity and letting them know that it get, it got to me but it didn't get to me I was fully 100% expecting it but that's what you have to deal with with the popularity of when you know the uh, all these shows have really brought the paranormal into the mainstream you know, you have to deal with that. You have to understand that you're going to get that blowback. You know, when... And I get it... I don't get... I've been very fortunate so far in the past, what, every year and a half. the Through the 70... 78 episodes, or 77 so far, um, episodes. I haven't got a lot of those, but I know they're coming. But, you know, you just have to understand that it... With... Everybody having eyes on the paranormal, or at least having some kind of, you know, paranormal knowledge to a certain extent, you're going to have to deal with some whack jobs. Just no way no way around it, and just deal with it. Um, you know, I don't know what, if it's true, if I, I guess, now that I think about it, when I first started to kind of think about forming this episode together, you know, and what I was going to say and, you know, I was, I had went to the exact thinking, okay, maybe it's a bad thing that paranormal, the paranormal has gotten so popular over, you know, the past, whatever, 15, 16 years because of all the negative stuff, you know, dealing with the people and all the wacky, concepts, which in, if I'm being honest, some of these wacky things that I read or wacky theories that I read about or hear, who am I to say? They might actually be right or they might be closer to the truth than I really am. Um, that's very possible. Um, But using common sense tells me some of them are probably off. Some of them aren't even close. I mean, because I've dealt, I've had to deal with people that no matter what happens, what piece of evidence you catch, you know, it is always the paranormal. And that is kind of one of the issues I have with, you know, people who with sensitive abilities who are empaths who actually might even be so-called psychic mediums. Most of my encounters with those type of people you know they tend to believe everything is the paranormal, and I've been on investigations where they've said it was one hundred percent paranormal, and I had my doubts because I knew what the uh how much e m f was pumping through a wall, and I can rationalize saying, okay this you know e m f was coming through the wall, the person was experiencing something right at that level." Odds are, that's what it was. You know, that EMF was interacting with their body and having some sort of effect. But you can't tell people who are sensitive or maybe even psychic mediums. It's They're just going to 100% say it's the paranormal. Now, that's not always the case. It's very, it's very It can happen. It's rare to find somebody who does have those types of abilities or are sensitive to the paranormal or sensitive sensitive to the energies in the environment to have a rational mindset and to have an actual just a mindset of saying, you know, it's not always the paranormal. You know, there is possible another explanation for this. I mean it does happen. I've had to I've dealt with it on several occasions, but it's okay. You know, so the more I thought about it, I, like I said, I was really leaning into this was a bad thing that the paranormal has gotten so popular over the past 16 years. But, you know, as I started thinking about it more and up to this minute right here... Oh, the dog's moving. Um, I'm thinking... Geez, what the hell the Big-ass fly. Jeez. What the hell? Um, Hey, my mother's on is watching. Yay. How are you doing, mom? Um, but the more I started thinking about it, I was like, okay, it's probably not a bad thing. Yes, you have to deal with a little bit, you know, more crap and deal with some more crazy people and some just wacky things, but it's probably a good thing. And I think the good really outweighs the bad when it comes to dealing with these things. <laughs> um. So I don't, I think it's okay. I mean, the more, like I said earlier, how I started the podcast, the more eyes are that are interested in it, or the more eyes you have looking at it, the better chances you are. Hello, Barbara. The more chances you have to actually possibly getting some answers and figuring some stuff out and coming up with some rational explanations for what is going on. Because there's definitely something going on that... And I don't know what it was. It, it was big. Oh, it might be one of those stink bugs. It's all I need. I don't know, but it seemed... Uh, there it is. I see it. I'll get it later. Hopefully it won't attack me. Um, but hopefully, you know, the more people you have on the... Uh, or looking into it, the more chance you are of having some better concepts, better theories, better hypothesis That's and coming to a little bit more of a understanding, we won't get any kind of understanding until we get mainstream science to look into it more effectively more you know put some more time, possibly put some more money into it, and do some legitimate investigation and not look at it as you know just wacky stuff and or hocus pocus or just crazy people crazy people thinking. You know, they're seeing things in the dark. The, as soon as we get those legitimate science based people to look into it and give it a good, at least give it a good look, I think that's when we're going to have um, or get some more, you know, better, get a better understanding of what is actually going on. And, I, and I've said this before, in over the past 16 years, especially over the past five, six years, Science and paranormal parapsychology has never been closer, have never, you know, they are coming together. When, you know, the, uh, it's, we are getting closer to, you know, merging the two. That's, science is the only way we're going to find, get to the bottom of the of the issue or get to the bottom of what's going on. That is... You know, and I think we're getting closer to that. I think people are looking at it more, um looking at it more like there is something going on, but that doesn't mean everything is one hundred percent a ghost or one hundred percent paranormal. So I, you know, I've changed as I was preparing to do this episode. I've cha- I went from completely thinking it's a pain in the butt to actually as it has gotten or gained popularity to now, I'm actually, okay, it's a good thing because it's harder because you have to wade through, like I said earlier, the BS, but I'd rather wade through the BS to get to some much rational, more rational explanations than actually uh, dealing with the, you know, not having answers. So the more people are looking to it, yes, I have to deal with a little bit more. I have to, Think about you know, you know, say, yes, this is possible, this could happen, but it's the only way to get better answers. The more people look at it, the better off we are, and that is basically the path I'm taking or the way I'm thinking about it now, so I think that's going to wrap up this episode. I've actually rambled for a little bit longer than I actually wanted to um I'm like I said, I might hopefully try to do these more often because it makes easier for me to record when i have a set time and by going live i actually have to hold myself to it um it's not pretty because you know i have dogs and kids running around because the dog's going to start barking here any minute because he went out of the room or you know she went out of the room yes ruby i'll be with you in a minute uh but that is going to wrap up this episode and thank you for checking this one out like i said earlier this will air probably, I'm recording, and when I do record, I'll record on Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock, and it will air on the RSS feed, whether it be Apple Podcasts, whatever. Wherever you listen to the podcast, It will. this will air on the following Thursday. Um, interviews, I might not do too many interviews like this live because there's too much that can go wrong. I will probably still record those separately, depending on time-wise, if I can get somebody to come on at 10 o'clock at night. I can, I know I can do it, but getting somebody to come on at 10 o'clock at night or narrowing them down to a Tuesday at 10 o'clock at night can be a little difficult. So I will probably just record those for you know and then post them like I have in the past. So I hope you enjoyed this version. Let me know what you think. You can send me an email at gitn podcast at gmail dot com. That's really the best way to get get to me. Or get the message to me if you enjoyed it let me know if you have an idea for a podcast or you just have a comment about the paranormal and what you think if you think the popularity is a good thing bad thing reach out that way um follow me on twitter at night underscore ghost and you can the when I do do go live it'll be on Facebook from the facebook page and that's you can just search it at ghost of the night if you are listening to this and want to partake in the fun, on a Tuesday at 10 o'clock. So I think next week I will do it again for sure, and I'll probably do it on Facebook again. I might switch back and forth between YouTube and Facebook. I don't want to get too comfortable with just one. Uh, Facebook seems to be working. I was a little concerned about how it was going to go. It seems to be working fairly well. So I will probably stick with this, but don't be surprised if I do do a Facebook, or I'm sorry, a YouTube Live So be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well and hit the bell so you know when I'm going to or when I do go live. But like I said, it'll probably always be Tuesdays and it'll be at 10 o'clock, give or take a few minutes. So that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for checking it out and let me know what you think. Take care, everybody. It happens. But now Straight Talk Wireless's new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection. Just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, data, and more. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. See mobile protect terms and conditions at talk. Limitations and exclusions apply. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now, so let us tell you something you do want to hear. No one is funnier than you. People laugh just thinking about the things you've said. <laughs> I'm laughing at one of them right now. Coworkers repeat your jokes at the office, but they're never as good as when you tell them and shame on them for trying. There, don't you feel better? You'll also feel better knowing you could save when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. <laughs> Although I'm sure you'd have a funnier way to say that. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.